We've been here for 40 years. Moses is now 80. And this is the time that God has chosen to call him into service. And our service to God is always based on God's timing. He is using us despite our faults and under his power and his provision. And as children of God, we must be ready when the call comes. So let's look at Moses uh, when God calls him to see how he reacted and what we should learn from this, from this calling. In Exodus chapter 3, starting with verse 1. Now Moses, the flock of Jethro, his father, priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and he beheld the bush uh, burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that saw he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush, and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from thy from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. And moreover he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. And I have heard their cry by reason of their uh, taskmasters. And I know their sorrows. And I have come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians, to bring them up out of that land into a good land, and a large, into a land flowing with milk and honey and to a place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Parasites and the uh, Hivites and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is coming to me, and I have also seen Come now, therefore, and I will send thee into Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, uh, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I, that I should go unto Pharaoh, that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee, that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God under, upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus that shall thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Let's pray.
Dear gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you once again, Lord. We, uh, we bless the reading of your word, Father. We ask you, Lord, now to anoint our hearts. that glorious light and this is called the darkness and the veil that's covered only let me say what you laid on my heart Father for it's in Jesus name we pray Amen so what can we learn about Moses' calling to prepare us for our service to God? Well, first of all, God calls us on a normal day. Let's look back at verses 1 through 3 again. It says, And now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of the Midians, and he held the flock on the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horah. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in the midst of a bush, and he looked and beheld the bush uh, burned but with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will go now turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. It was just a normal day for Moses. For the last 40 years, that's what he's done. He's, he's watched over the sheep of his father-in-law, Jephthah. He just washed them and, and took care of them, led them to where the food was, led them to water. God comes to us uh, through, uh, for service on our normal days. We're, we, sometimes I think we're waiting for something miraculous to happen, for some great sign, some great miracle. God is moving in our lives, but God comes to us in small little ways, little ways to get our attention, little, little things that come about, people come into our lives that, that calls us to God wants us to do something. Think about David. David got up one morning and his father said, go, get some food and take it to your brothers. They're on a mountainside getting ready to fight the Philistines. Go there and take them the food. So he just gathered up food and took them to his brothers. And what happened? He saw a giant. He saw a giant that was blaspheming his God. He didn't do anything about it. And so he went down and faced Goliath and killed him. Just a normal day. Here Moses, on the same mountain, he had traveled many times, and he had seen many things, but now he sees a bush that's on fire but doesn't burn. It's important as Christians to be ready to hear when God calls. I wonder sometimes what it takes to get our attention. I wonder if, he would have, if Moses would have walked by that and not seen that bush and just kept on walking. And he looked over and seen it was on fire, and he thought maybe a lightning struck or something. He just keeps on walking. And then he looks back and says, it's burning, but it's not burning. I think sometimes we get so caught up in our own life, caught up in the things that we're doing, the, the, the hustle and bustle of our life, and, and the things that we set before us, 
I can tell you a hundred things I got to do starting Monday. And we lose sight of the fact that all over, God's leaving us little signs, little things that we need to see. We need to stop and pay attention. So why is, why is that there? Revelations 4.11 says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory. for his pleasure and it pleases God for us to do his will and all the time he's given us signs second because God calls us to establish a deeper relationship with us that's what he's calling us for he calls us to work he has a job for us to do we're to, we're to uh, witness to people and proclaim the gospel lead people to Christ but And Moses said, I now turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called upon him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Once God got his attention, he spoke to God. We need to take time to hear God speak to us. We pray to God. But are we really praying to listen to the answer he has for us? Blessings for us, but we don't have time for him. Moses wasn't looking for God. Moses has been 40 years in this wilderness, and he has been another 40 years just watching those sheep. He wasn't looking for God. He wasn't crying out to God, saying, Lord, Lord, I had it so good for my first 40 years. I was, I was wealthy in the, in the palace. He was content. He was happy where he was at. God came looking for Moses. Before we were saved, you know, you think sometimes I hear people say, well, I found God. No, God found you. You were not looking for God. It was him who came looking for you. God comes searching for us. Jesus is knocking on the door of our hearts. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 6, the Bible says, But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even, uh, even when he, uh, were dead, we were dead in our sins, have quickened us together with Christ, by grace are you saved, and hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ. He has called us into service, but the calling is to be in a him because one day we'll spend God with Christ in heavenly places. Moses wasn't looking for God, so God got his attention with the burning bush. And when God, get our, when God gets our attention, he is looking for the response that Moses had to God. Moses said, here am I. We also need to understand that the call of God is also called to holiness.
25, I'm sorry. And he said, Draw nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. God doesn't separate himself from his people. God placed Moses right in his presence. God says, Put off your shoes, this is holy ground. And when you first read that, you think that God's wanting you to take off them filthy, dirty shoes so that he don't, he don't, he don't uh, uh, bring sacrilege to the holy ground where God is. He says, take off your shoes. But you've got to understand, Moses was a shepherd in a desert. But Moses had to travel miles and miles and miles a day just to find enough food for his sheep to eat. And he wore sandals. But when he took off those sandals, his feet were probably more dirtier than the shoes were. Cleanliness thing. When God says, take off your shoes, he was, he was letting God know that take off your shoes so that your feet can touch this holy ground. I want you close to me, Moses. I want you to feel the presence of Almighty God. I want you just the way you are. He didn't say go and clean yourself. Go and, 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 and bathe and, and clean yourself and make yourself worthy to come before me. God says you come as you are into my presence. I'll work out the details. I'll clean you. I'll sanctify you. I'll set you apart from my service. We come to church not because we're better than anybody else. We come here because we need that sanctification. We need God to cleanse us of our sins, to make us so we're able to serve Him and to do the things that He wants us to do. God was beginning a relationship with Moses. He said, take off your shoes and get closer to me. Let your skin touch my holy ground. This is intimacy with God. And this is what we have. God doesn't tell Moses to go away and come back later. He is ready right now for Moses to come and experience his presence. God says, get closer. Come to me. Come. For, I have a plan for your life. God's desire for his people is to be called to holiness, to separate ourselves from the things that hinder our relationship with God. James 4.8 says, draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. And purify your heart, you double-minded. We can't seek God part-time. You can't desire God's presence only sometimes. want to desire to be standing before Him, wide open to Him, so He can examine you, to see what's inside of you, so He can sanctify you. I, 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 please forgive me and repent from it, turn away from it, and you are sanctified Pure and standing before him. Why? Because of the blood of Christ. Today here, we're, we're not simply going to church. This is a call from God to come and to be in his presence. He's here. God is here for a deeper relationship with you. have special the lyrics that, that can move us 
God. And I appreciate God's word. And he gives them to you. Why? That'll penetrate your heart. Feel God's desire for Verse 6 says, Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. God wants Moses to know, and this is a very important truth, that he is the God of his ancestors, but now he's also the God of Moses. He said, I am your God. And Moses, Moses needed to see the relationship with God is very personal. You know, I think in the time of, uh, of Jesus, when Jesus came, the, the, the Jewish people were so caught up in the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, they didn't have a personal relationship with God. And when Jesus came, they didn't recognize the Messiah. And when Jesus came, he came to show us that you can have a personal relationship with God. You don't have to go to the temple. You don't have to offer sacrifices. Jesus had the one and final sacrifice, and you can go to God anytime you want to through Jesus Christ. Because he died for the sins of the world. But Moses needed to see that this was a personal relationship with God. God was going to be talking to Moses. Just between the two of them. And God wants that personal relationship with us. Third. God always calls us with a purpose. Look at verses 7 through 10. And the Lord said, I have sure, surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. And have heard their cries by reason of their taskmasters. And I know their sorrows. And I have come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good land, a large, into a land flowing with milk and honey, into a place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. It says, Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee into Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. God gives Moses his purpose. He says, you're going to go to work for me. You're going to go back to Egypt. You're going to go to Pharaoh. You're going to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. God knows the suffering of the people in Egypt. He's heard their cries. And, God, and, and they reach God. And God is by those their Set things right. Promise in Genesis chapter 15. He had a promise to Abraham. Genesis chapter 15, starting verse 13, the Bible says, And he said unto Abram, Know for a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in the land, and that is not their own, not theirs. And they shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve, will I judge, and afterwards shall they come out with great suffering. Thou shalt go to thy father's and Egypt. They were going to be enslaved for 400 years, but I will get them out. I will take them to the land that I promised your people. Because God always keeps his promises. 
We can trust and believe what God says. God hears their cries. God has been training taking care of things that we don't even realize are going on. Every part of our life is moving us to work for the kingdom of God. Forgiveness of sin, the washed clean by the blood of Christ, the sealed by the Holy Spirit, all this to make us just children, to make us able to serve Him. God is moving you closer to Him, separated to the work He has called. And Moses was the lead uh, was to lead God's people from bondage in Egypt to the promised land. And we were called to lead people from darkness to that glorious light of Christ. Fourth. But God's calling brings objections. Look at verse 11. That I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. Failure makes us to resist God's call. Moses said, who am I? I can tell you how many times I have told God, who, uh, who am I to preach the gospel? But God, I'm not worthy to preach your word. Uh, I just didn't have the confidence to serve God. Moses could only see himself. 80 years old, a shepherd for 40 years. He was not a leader. The greatest battle we face in serving God is the battle with ourselves. Which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We can't doubt ourselves. We, I mean, we can doubt ourselves, but we can never doubt God. And he's the one doing the work. We're he's working on We say we can't do something, or I'm not qualified to do something, or I don't have the ability to do that, then we're down what the God's doing in our lives. And God can do all things. And he's working through us, despite of who we are. He'll move us into a position to bring him honor and glory if we will just submit to his will and let him have full control. God only wants us to be submissive to him. To allow him to work, to allow him to move. God wants to use us in a great, mighty way, but he gets the glory because it's not through us, it's not through our power, through our strength, through our knowledge, it's all through God. Assurance. Look at verses 12 through 15. And he says, You shall, you shall serve uh, God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, God of your fathers has sent me, 
and to you, and they shall ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say to the children of Israel, I have sent me to you. Such beautiful, comforting words here. He said, Certainly I'll be with you. That's what I told the children. I worry about our children sometimes because sometimes they feel like they're all alone. I watched a, a video on bullying, bullying the other day. And, and uh, when, when children get bullied, they feel like they're just by themselves. I think Wednesday night we talked about there's an increase in suicides and things like that because people feel like they're alone. And I want the children to know that they're never alone. But this should have been the end of the matter for, for Moses. And he'll, he'll, he'll have other objections later on. But when God says, when he says, who, who am I? When God says, I'll be with you. He, he just said, that's good enough. So no matter what our weaknesses are, it doesn't matter because God is with us. God tells Moses, your confidence should be in me, not you. Moses wants uh, uh, to focus on what he lacks instead of focusing on what God gives. The same is true for us, isn't it? All we do, God is with us. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. He's right there holding us up, moving us to where we need to be, giving us the strength and the power and the knowledge that we need, giving us the words to say, giving us the actions we need to do. We were just allowed And he is to tell the children of Israel that he has sent, he was sent by their God, the God of their fathers. And Moses wants to know his name. God says, I am. I am who I am. It means uh, God just is. He is the ultimate truth, the beginning and the end, the, the only one necessary, the one outside of time, the one who has his hand on everything. He is the God, the only God. Jesus uses the name in, uh, in John chapter 8, verse 58, Jesus said unto them, He let them know immediately the claim for his deity. And the people need to know that this wasn't Moses talking. This wasn't Moses' idea. Before, 40 years ago, when he tried to defend the Hebrews and kill the Egyptians, that was his power. He did that. But he's letting them know this time that I'm not doing this. I have been sent by God, the God of your fathers, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. I have been sent by the great I Am. This was a mission ordained by God, His power, His provision. It's okay to doubt your abilities, but we must never doubt God's. We are called to be His witnesses. And this is a God-ordained mission. Jesus said, go into the world and preach the gospel. God wants Moses and us to understand His calling. And it's important that we see God working in our lives so that we can do His will. But understand that God comes to us in our normal lives. God desires to have a deeper relationship with His people. Nothing superficial. We don't get saved just so we have an insurance policy. We get saved so we can get closer and closer to God so that one day we'll be with Him for eternity. 
God has a purpose for your service. God has an answer to all your objections. And God wants us to be filled with the assurance that he's always with us. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I don't know where you are in your service to God this morning. But I know one thing for sure. You can always go deeper. We spend so much of our time filled with self-doubt. I had a situation this past week that uh, uh, I struggled with. Uh, I struggled getting up here this morning because I had so much on my mind. And when something happens like that, my mind goes in 50 different directions. And you wonder if you've done right. You wonder if you've done wrong. You wonder what you could have done better. You wonder if you could have handled it any better. And you, you just sit there and doubt yourself constantly. When the best thing to do is just turn it over to God. But children, listen, we have, we have problems in our lives now. We, we have a mission that God's given us to do. We know that time's running now. We know that this world will soon end and Jesus will come back. We know one day the church will be raptured to heaven. And then we know that people will be here without the Holy Spirit of God. And while we're here, we need to be busy about our Father's work. Busy about his business because he's in the business of saving souls and and he wants everyone to be saved. The Bible tells us that. 2 Peter 3, 9. He's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. Seeking to save that which is lost, and he sends us to carry on that message while he's gone, waiting for him to return. We need to let go of the doubts. Let go of the insecurities. Lean fully upon the power of God and be the witness he wants us to be. Shine that light into the darkness. Let people know that there is a better way. That there's only one way to heaven, Jesus. So if you're here today and you don't know Christ as your Savior, today may be the day for you. He's speaking to you. He's seeking you. He's in your heart now, knocking on your door, saying, let me in, please. I have satisfied you if you would just let me into your heart. You're a child of God. Let's get busy. Let's go to work. I've begun working. You submit to me, and I'll have fruit for the kingdom. We'll get souls for the labor. But we have to submit and answer the call of service. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you, Father. I thank you for everyone's kind attention. I thank you for uh, Moses, Father, and the, the the messages that you've given me, Father, the, 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 the way you use Moses, Father. Father, help us to realize that Moses was just a man full of problems, full of errors, full of flaws, full of sin. But you used him, Father, because you're what makes the equation It's you that made me able to stand before you and go to heaven. It was Jesus who died on the cross for you, Father, not because of you. help us all understand that you saved us. And now you want to save other people through us, through our life, through our testimony, through the, our love that we have, that we, you showed us how to love. But none of this will happen, Father, unless we get busy. Help us answer the call. Help us to submit to your will. Use this call to further the kingdom of God. For we love you and we thank you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.